Hello, welcome to The Mind Grove, where we briefly explore everyday topics to challenge thoughts that are probably taken for granted. I'm Henry, an enthusiast with a passion for the social sciences and helping people to realize their potential. Now, views on this show are exclusively those of myself and my associates. They're aimed at informing and inspiring. They're not intended for recommendation or advice purposes. Findings and conclusions here are not absolute. They are subject to improvements where relevant. Today's show is titled, It's Not Always What It Seems. The statement seen is believing gained popularity because it supports the idea of our eyes being our trusted measure of judging what is real and what is not. As our sensory perceptions function brilliantly, we become reliant on our interactions to a point where we sometimes predict an outcome on the basis of previous observations or experiences. So, we've experienced it before, it gives us that confidence to say, you know what, if I face the same thing again, I'm pretty sure I'll get the similar thing that happened last time happen again. You know, you just get that sense of you're relaxed and comfortable in what you've experienced. You tend to, you know, refer back to the same um, consequence and actions and all that. Now, however, with all of that being said, as wonderful as our brains are, with potentials like being able to solve problems through our amazing problem-solving skills, we can be especially bad at cognitive activities sometimes. Now, cognition has to do with the process of knowing, remembering, understanding, communicating, and to an extent, learning. Many experts argue that it's cognition that makes us truly human and everything that comes with it. So our preferences, our identity, if you want to look at it that way, comes from our cognitive abilities, as it were. Now, as prone as we are to brilliance and insight, we're equally likely to succumb to irrational thinking and false intuition. One of the major ways our cognition allows us to make sense of the world is by informing concepts, mental groupings, of similar objects or people, ideas or events. We like to lump things together. You see, it's easy to just put everything in a box and kind of have things framed in an easily accessible way. Sometimes for, for most minds, for most people, I can speak for myself, I'm more comfortable when things are sort of like in a conceptual way where they're grouped into a set, similar, straight format that I'm easy to reach. I'm pretty sure some might relate as well. Now, concepts simplify our thinking in such a fundamental way that we usually don't have to stop and think about using them. They're just there. You know, they're just that normal part of who we are, you know. And without concepts, we would need to have a unique name for everything. We often organize our concepts by forming mental images of certain things. For example, uh, if we saw a picture of a strange creature with feathers and a beak, we'll probably file it under the bird category straight away. It's more closely resembling or it it does resemble closely that concept of a bird than our concept of a bunny rabbit, for example. If the picture was explained as a rabbit, we are then able to conceptualize the supposed beak as its ears, 
instead. Concepts and prototypes speed up our thinking. They also can box our thinking and lead us to prejudice if we see something that doesn't fit our prototypes. A hundred years ago, uh, the sight of a female doctor might have caused some heads to explode because in people's mind, the prototypes of a doctor or female didn't have any correlation. And actually, in some environments, female professionals are still an awkward concept today. So some people's mind have still not grasped the full hold of things like that. So if you think about the world today, most people have different opinions about how the world should look like from gender inequality to ideas about racism, all of this stuff, uh, ideologies that works in our minds, groupings and methods, all birth, most of them birth from the idea or the concept of um, superiority, one class being higher than another, a sense of classism. All of this are from a place of us, you know, the minds of people um, organized or formed a set kind of way where they find it hard to assimilate anything different from their, what their concept has birthed. It's important to actively keep our minds open to encourage evolving concepts and remember that concepts may sometimes hurt as much as they help. Whilst light bulb moments of insights are awesome, we can't count on them to solve all our problems. Just because we perceive something as correct doesn't mean it is all the time. This is especially true in the light of our confirmation bias, the human tendency to favor what we validate or ideas that we validate ourselves and we ignore those that contradict our views. In some cases, we end up being really confident about something, even in the face of clear proof to the contrary. People can really get strange and defensive when they evade facts and choose to see only the information that confirms their beliefs. They may even become functionally fixed, unable to view a problem from any new perspective. Instead, they just keep approaching a situation with the same mindset, especially if it's what worked for them in the past. There are also psychological and biological influences that contribute to our views being influenced in some occasions. Psychological issues like a sense of selfhood, as discussed in our previous episode titled Why Lie, as well as biological factors like visual impairments, with some being genetic, all play crucial role in how we view things. In some occasions, we may be correct, but how about those times when we are so certain that based on all the information we had, a certain outcome was definite, then things turn out the opposite. For example, you studied hard in preparation for an exam, but after taking the exam, you were very certain that you would not pass it because it felt, quote unquote, some kind of odd way from when you, how hard it was and how you finished the exam, you felt kind of strange that this was, was really not going to pan out right. More challenging than you expected it must have felt. However, the results showed up and all of a sudden you found out you passed the exam. Another example, you prepared and delivered a business strategy presentation. Afterwards, you were so sure that you get a negative feedback based on the low level of engagement you got at the Q&A session of your presentation. Just as your mood began to drop in response to your perception of things, you get a flood of emails, phone calls and all of your colleagues and superiors praising your efforts or committing to bring your plans to life. 
the brilliance of the human perception is optimized when there's room for the possibility of improvement where required. In summary, I would say that a holistic approach can help us view things better than just a one-sided view. Thank you for listening. Summary of today's show is available on our website. It's www.themindgrove.co.uk. On our website, you can also sponsor the Mind Grove podcast and its affiliate charity, the Cinderella Initiative, whose aim is to relieve the needs of teenage girls living in Northamptonshire who are terminally ill, have special needs, or are underprivileged. For any comments and suggestions, email us at themindgrove at gmail.com. Until next episode, keep exploring those everyday thoughts. Cheers.